It is September 1st, 2023, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here tonight to do a send-off podcast for Mr. Alfred Kanawa. We're going to talk about SmackDown, sure. We're going to talk about the news. I'm sure CM Punk did something or other. <laughs> it's what happens. But tonight is the end of an era. As Alfred, or Alfie, as I've never called him before, but now I'm thinking I should have been all these years. Sure. Says goodbye chance. to Issa and I. We will carry on on the Wink Podcast, but Alfred will move on to future endeavors. This is Wrestling Inc. Alfred, how are you feeling? You pumped? You good? That was a beautiful intro. I, I, I don't know if pumped is the word. I, I'm very excited to be around you guys. We all look wonderful. I'm just trying to keep up with you how great you guys look. Uh, this is kind of a sad time in terms of this being my last podcast, but also looking into the future, it's going to be beautiful. I'm not going to be a stranger. You guys are going to see plenty of me, and it's been a great time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. But, you know, I have to leave the territory to finish my story, as a great man once said. But uh, this has been a great time. I don't want this to be any type of – and it's not going to be because I know what this podcast is. It's not going to be a sad, sappy-type podcast. We need to celebrate the times that were because it was a great time in the podcast, and I'm definitely not going <laughs> to – I tried to get boys to men. They weren't available. I wanted them to to send off to explain just how hard it is to say goodbye to yesterday. Oh, see, now that I know you tried to get them and didn't, it's going to make me disappointed. Just everybody sing it in your head so we don't get the copyright strike. Just think about it, <laughs> and it'll be good. Uh, we're going to make it through tonight, Alfred. I'm going to try not to cry. I'm fighting back the tears. No, not necessary. Uh, but so good to see you both. Isa and I will carry on. Our thruple will be minus one. Yep. But we will be here still Tuesdays and Fridays on wrestling. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Alfred, for the last time ever, what's going on in the news? Oh, let's go. Let's talk about some news. Of course, Chicago's AEW collision this Saturday. We don't know if Cousin Phil's going to be there. He's likely suspended. Tony Khan will not confirm per usual. And this show, as I we discussed on Tuesday, he may have quit. We never know what happened. He could have quit. He could have retired. He could be going through some workman's comp issues. We don't know what's going on with CM Punk. And uh, we don't know if he's going to be there. He's certainly not being advertised for Saturday. And it's going to be a tough sled for this show because they're going, of course, against college football. Shout out to Deion Sanders. This is going to be a morning game. Deion Sanders in Colorado. I hope they upset TCU. Shout out to all the college football games. I will be watching college football all day on Saturday like a lot of the nation. It's also going head-to-head against payback. Uh, but help is on the way for AEW Collision because the one and only Worm Dennis Rodman of the Chicago Bulls from the 90s will be on AEW Collision. Of course, Dennis Rodman does have wrestling ties for his time. Hanging around with Hollywood Hogan and the NWO, having matches with DDP and drawing a massive pay-per-view buy in the 90s. But 2023, who knows? Maybe he'll bring Kim Jong-un. Maybe he'll have something up his sleeve. But Dennis Rodman will be on Collision uh, this Saturday to try to get Collision not to be the lowest-rated television show in the history of AEW, which I predict they will be. Glenn. Yes, better known as a diplomat these days, Dennis Rodman. Yes. Isn't it amazing how the 90s are back? Fox Sports playing too legit to quit tonight on all those mm-hmm. promos. For Dennis, for, uh, Dennis Rodman, for Deion Sanders, I know. the greatest NFL player of all time. Yes. Oh, there's thunder here. I don't know if people can hear it. It's flooding Ooh, in Vegas. That. People are riding inner tubes. It's kind of crazy. Kind of nuts. But no, look, I think uh, it's always nice to see the worm 
back and making an appearance. You know, Wesley Snipes stole his gimmick for Demolition Man. <laughs> he really did. Yes. It's true. Nobody got sued. Nobody got sued. They settled it out of, out of the courts. Issa, are you excited for Dennis Rodman back in the world? Yeah, of I can't wrestling. wait to feel super old when I see him. Oh, wait, I'm not watching Collision. Neither is anybody else. But it's awesome that okay. he's going to be there. It'll be interesting. AEW doesn't do too good of a job when it comes to celebrity storylines. It always feels like they run out of time with their celebrities. Wait, they have Mike Tyson come freaking, in. If he freaking goes into a, an ambulance and pulls Shaq O'Neal back. <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike Tyson, Shaq was another one. Out, no. Yeah, we never got a payout for the Shaq story. Like He just went into that ambulance after what was a decent match. And then we never saw him again. Maybe that's what Robin is here to do. We never get a payoff for any of their celebrity storylines because then there was Tyson going head to head with Jericho and Jericho has even admitted they were supposed to have a match. That didn't happen. So it'll be interesting what they do with Dennis Rodman if he's able to. Dennis Rodman, as we all know, isn't very easy to control, especially when he's in a live microphone setting. And also, I don't know who needs to hear this, but his Bulls jerseys, which I've been trying to get for years, are very expensive and really? very yeah, rare. Yes. Yeah. I, they're, mm -hmm. they're, honestly, they're more expensive than Michael Jordan jerseys. Wow. Yes, correct. I try to. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I think it'll be good. Collision, tough spot tomorrow night. Opposite payback. Payback. Um, WWE's done a decent job of building this. But, you know, wrestling. LA Knight and the Miz have done a decent that, job. That yes. should be the main They're event. This <laughs> should be the You're main event tomorrow right. night. I agree. And I, I don't think WWE's done a great job building this because it kind of got rushed and thrown together on Raw. But having said that, they've done a good job when they finally got around to deciding to build up this pay-per-view. It's been somewhat intriguing. But as a college football fan with college football coming back <laughs> and somebody who covers wrestling, I will be watching college football more so over payback. Fat Matt with a $2 super chat. That rhymes. Thank you, Alfred. Tuesdays and Fridays won't be the same. Thank you, Fat Matt. Thank you, everybody in the chat. You guys are so uh, beautiful with your comments and whatnot. This is not goodbye. This is see you later. You can always find me at This Is Nasty on Twitter, at Akonoa on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, at Pro Wrestling Bits on my thriving YouTube channel. So I'm everywhere. And just reach out. And I always say hi back. And just monitoring. He just senses like a Zen warrior, a disturbance in the force when CM Punk is acting up. Just punk watch. Punk watch. I'll be all over that. <laughs> yes. What else is going on? Well, uh, a little more somber news, of course. Bray Wyatt passing is still rocking the wrestling world, and it's been reported in various outlets. Uh, most notably, the Wrestling Observer tabloid is reporting that Bray Wyatt's plans for WrestleMania 40 would have been to wrestle Uncle Howdy. Of course, a lot of fans are now clamoring for Uncle Howdy to come back to kind of finish what WWE is planning. And I want to know your guys' thoughts on this because we're all great big Bray Wyatt fans on this podcast. Love Bray Wyatt. Uh, but what do you think about WWE potentially continuing this Wyatt-verse that he had planned prior to his passing? Would you be interested, starting with you, Issa, in Uncle Howdy possibly continuing to be a TV character? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this was all embraced creative mind and and mm -hmm. maybe he discussed it with someone where this was supposed to be going but i'm not sure that somebody could present it and and and, and make it the way that bray would have you know i finally worked up the the 
the guts to like go back and watch some of his stuff on YouTube because it took me a while to to like you know a couple of days to be able to do that. And I ran into uh, one of the podcasts that he did, and he was talking about how in depth the uncle how the character is supposed to be, and how we haven't seen anything of what he represents. Watching that interview, and this was this week, obviously after his passing, did make me very curious about what was Uncle Howdy representing. Like, what did it mean? But I don't know that it made me curious enough for me to want to see it continued without him. It's it's a very weird thing. Like, I don't know how you separate him from Bray or how do you do it. But yeah. for me right now, I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. But no, I, I wouldn't want to see it because I don't know that they're going to give it the, the same creative injustice that Bray would have done. Yeah, I think, I mean, granted... This is the business. Paul Bearer was involved in storylines after he passed. I know there's a lot of wrestling fans, especially younger wrestling fans, that this is the first time they're experiencing a current personality, somebody they know, somebody they love, somebody they feel this kinship to, leaving them and not being a presence in their life anymore. And while I understand the temptation for WWE to do this, I don't know how they do it without it feeling a little cheap, a little exploitative, even if his brother Bo is involved in this as Uncle Howdy, um, I just don't know. You know, if a few months from now, Alexa and Bo were to do something, maybe Eric were to come back and there were to be the cult of Wyatt, that could be interesting. But I think um, I think WWE really has to, and, and this is something they don't normally do, they have to use a little care and restraint to make sure that they're not seen as, as uh, cheapening something that honors... Windham Rotunda. That that is true. And under Vince, to be fair, that is what they usually would have done. Under Vince, they would have maybe taken advantage of that low-hanging fruit in terms of we're going to use this uh, person who has passed in order to get clout. But I, I would trust the Triple H era in a situation like that. Having mm-hmm. said that, I think they need to give it a lot of time. I don't think right now would be the time to do something like that. The wound is still very fresh. I've seen just similar to Issa's point. I've seen a lot of people and I kind of feel the same way in terms of I'm not ready to watch Bray Wyatt tributes. It's too early to mm. watch these Bray Wyatt video. Like I know they had that 35 minute video of Bray Wyatt and I've seen a lot of people saying like, this looks great, but I'm not watching it right now because I don't want to be reminded of this. So this is something that maybe once the wounds have healed is something that you could bring back Uncle Howdy. And I don't think you should make too many mentions of Bray Wyatt because it would, no matter how they do it, it would come off as like, we're trying to use Bray Wyatt's name in this situation. So I don't know how they would do it. I'm not saying that I'm excited to see Uncle Howdy come back as a TV character because I don't know how that would play out. But if they would do it, I would suggest waiting, you know, six months, maybe even next year. I feel like this is such unknown territory for WWE, which is rare to say because, you know, they've done it all. But if you really think about it, if I'm not mistaken, the last time a current roster member passed away was he who shall not be named. You know, and that was what, 07? Yeah. So I don't, this is something that they really don't have experience with. I still kind of cringe at the way that they handle some of the things that they did with Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And they were using, again, I know people are mentioning Uncle Howdy, Bo Dallas, they were using Rey Mysterio. And, and even mm-hmm. when they were using Rey Mysterio for that story, I still cringe. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm not sure that you should explore this. And, and, and especially right now, like you got to sit down and really like think it through because, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, this has been a weird one for me. Like, I, I don't. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. But this is unknown territory for them. So they got to be very careful about how they do it because it really could come off just completely off in the wrong way. And I would yeah. be very curious to know um, at some point, I'm sure we'll find out behind the scenes of with last Friday's show, why they didn't do a complete tribute episode. Um, I'm sure I'm sure there's a variety of things. I know Terry Funk's passing as well. I'm sure as Issa mentioned the last time they did that, um, they may have gotten a little ahead of themselves without knowing all the details to put it mildly. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how they're going to navigate this. And this is a company that has not had the most sensitive hand towards things, but look, every, everybody misses Bray. Uh, every, his presence is going to be missed in the world, not just professional wrestling. And, um, I think that he did leave behind some very interesting ideas and storylines that could be mined in the future, but it just feels too soon to uh, throw right. together a program. It would feel like they're almost cashing in. Yeah. You know? Completely so. agree. What else is uh, going on? Well, I mean, that's your news. The only thing with CM Funk on the Cousin Phil front, I know we talked a lot of it on Tuesday, but there's just varying accounts of what happened backstage. Of course, uh, Wrestling Observer Tabloid is reporting. He said that he, I quit in terms of one account. Is there anything else that you guys have to add about Cousin Phil that we didn't talk about on uh, Tuesday, Issa? I mean, oh, yeah, Issa. Or Glenn, Glenn, you can go either. either I was going to say, does Workman's Comp cover a bruised ego? <laughs> I, I believe it does, actually. Okay. In wrestling, it does. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lloyds of London. I did see some pictures of him with Samoa Joe and the referees after the match. Yeah, they all look happy. I was like, wow, it really looks like a horrible environment backstage. He seemed to be happy in Vegas, hanging out with Rey Mysterio and accepting awards. So everything just feels like, I don't know, it feels like gossip. And I love it. There's an Applebee's commercial right now, Alfred. Oh, God, yes, please. I would climax if I saw it. Wow. Well, that would be a way to go out. Uh, Roger Carson, $2 way. saying thanks, Alfred, for your very informative all the time. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. And oh, you know man. what? Congratulations to Cousin Phil for winning the Mike Mazurki Award at the Cauliflower Alley Club. He yes. gave a nice speech. Congratulations to Cousin Phil. Listen, he is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, people think that I hate him, and I absolutely do not. But the way he's been acting in AEW, maybe I've had certain points. I've defended him at points, but it's a great honor. He is one of the greatest of all time. At this certain juncture, he should not be gainfully employed by AEW, but that's just a chapter in his life. Uh, Ricky Zaldivir saying uh, he would love to see Bray Wyatt and Brody Lee go into the Hall of Fame next year. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th I think it's going to happen. Just a question of when. But I think Brody Bray... Lee is an East Coast guy. He's from New Jersey, and they're, mm. they've been really talking up about how this is the first WrestleMania on the East Coast. I think since what 2015 no 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 since like 2013 or something like that yeah uh but you know if they, were just, in, they were just in jersey for 35 they need to chill with that yeah yeah um, they're really talking up the the east coast that they're back on the east coast i don't know thing. why they're saying that when they did yeah. that one in the swamp lands over in jersey they did do that <laughs> it is a swamp <laughs> it is yeah they don't even want to admit that it's jersey they they call it new york remember when they had it every time they have it in jersey they say they're in new york but they're not <laughs> It's the tri-state area. Um, Julian Floyd letting us know Stevie Turner returned tonight on NXT Level Up. Let's go. Did she have her headset on? Was she streaming at the time? That's the question. I miss Stevie Turner. I think she's great. Um, 
Well, you know what this means, Isa. Uh, come Tuesday, uh, we're going to have to frantically scramble to put together headlines before we go on the air. We'll be fine. It's not no, hard. don't we? Aren't we going to get somebody else? That person can do it. <laughs> he can't Just be make something up about CM Punk. It'll probably be true. Yes. Um, T Smitty 3000 with a $5 super chat saying, number one, Isa <laughs> was right about Jimmy. Never doubt the shining star of Puerto Rico. Number two, <laughs> Jack Perry looks like Dale Cripple from King of the Hill. <laughs> Rest in peace, Johnny Hardwick. Uh, I don't know about that one. His hair's a little too long to be Dale Gribble, but yeah. he's a shining star tonight. Look at her jacket. I know. Can we uh, can we get Alfred since he's... No, put the super chat back up, Glenn. Can we get Alfred to read the first three words in that super uh, chat for me since it's his last show, you know? I'll read the words. doesn't mean I agree with it. Issa was <laughs> right about Jimmy. I don't know what... Just read it so I can clip it, damn it. Issa was right about Jimmy. I don't. That's what somebody said. Is that Issa was right about Jimmy? I don't know what there is okay. to be right about. Listen, editing is a beautiful thing. That's all I needed. Thank you so much for that, Alfred. We're getting into SmackDown, but Alfred, where is the YouTube channel? Where should people go to follow you and everything you're going to be doing? We'll plug it in at the end. But give us a plug now. At Pro Wrestling Bits, it is a thriving YouTube channel. The growth is insane. I absolutely love this channel as much as I love the Wrestling Inc. podcast. But uh, uh, I'm going to put out a, a lot more videos. There's going to be some documentaries, more interviews. I'm doing something with this Netflix series, The Wrestler. I'll be covering oh. that in Louisville next week. It's going to be very exciting times for Pro Wrestling Bits. So jump on the bandwagon so that you can say you were one of the first six or 7,000 people to subscribe before this thing really blows up. Alfred, you leaving uh, us, you're, you're driving me back to my exes because on uh, Sunday, I'm reuniting with Matt Morgan and Raj Geary oh, awesome. for the launch of a new podcast. Wow. Well, I'll check that out. Is that going to be here on Wrestling Inc.? Uh, no, no. It's going to be uh, the name of the podcast is Gigantic Pop. And uh, we're not telling you what it's about yet. Tune in Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Wow. On Gigantic Pop on YouTube, myself, Matt Morgan, Raj Gary, we're going to do a weekly show, and uh, it's going to be different than what people are expecting, but I'm excited awesome. to get back with them. We did a little teaser day, and Matt Morgan was in his truck. So uh, ah, let's go, classic Matt. Yes. That, sure? that brings me back to those NXT podcasts when he'd be in his car cutting promos. That was great. Yes. Yeah, so uh, subscribe to G Gigantic Pop on YouTube, and uh, yeah, there's links on Twitter. You can find it. It's good. But I think it's going to be a fun show, and Alfred will have to have you on at some point. Um, but I'm not going anywhere. Still Love doing to. Wrestling Inc. Tuesdays and Fridays. And Issa and I will find out what the future holds. Man, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about SmackDown. See, I'm bummed because once we start, Alfie, then we're one, we're one step closer to being it being done. Yes. You know what we can talk about? Uh, hmm. Adam Cole and MJF going against the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a pay-per-view match to you? Oh, yeah. You pay me to watch it. Like, pay-per-view, like you pay me to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right? That's what That's what you meant? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. Okay, good. Is is wrestling covering uh, payback or all out this weekend? No, no one. I didn't get a memo about that. Uh, it's a surprise. Okay. We shall see. I, I will be covering payback on Forbes, not all out. I'm not paying another $50 okay. for that. I'm sorry. That not that crazy how now we've just so become accustomed to not getting the premium live events, not paying for them, that now it just seems absurd to think, oh my It gosh, is absurd to pay for that card. That they, I'm sorry. It's a crappy card. It is. Yeah. 
And there's no, I know that people are saying as an excuse that, well, it's one week after AEW has known that they were going to do these back to back, I believe since April, if not earlier for several months. So they should have come up with a way at the very least to use all in to build all out or to at the very least build a card for all out at the same time. It's really not that hard in terms of building two cards at once. You could have had a match at all in to where it has implications to all out but what they did is they had all in and then they completely scrambled to build up all out which is kind of what they did with all in too so AEW really needs to work on how they build up pay-per-views all together let alone all out they also didn't capitalize on any anything from all in like all the Mm -hmm. and the Wednesday show was weak this pay-per-view is weak like I, I I don't know We'll see, but I'm just I'm underwhelmed by all out, and I had a bad feeling as soon as things were announced back to back that it would happen. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see. Man. Raj caught some, a little bit of heat on Twitter, but he's absolutely right in terms of this dynamite was like the raw after media essentially in terms of you just had your greatest moment in the company's history selling out this big stadium, and the dynamite after did not do a good number at all in terms of the interest level in this product so that kind of tells you that this might have been like a standalone thing in terms of them selling all these tickets because the rating for dynamite was very flat with last week it was down in the key demo i believe and it's not reflective of a rating for a show coming off of its biggest show of all time yeah agreed well tonight we got a nice surprise. Speaking of phoning it in, let's talk about the opening of SmackDown. I mean, John Cena's <laughs> back, and he confirmed that not only is he hosting Payback tomorrow, but he's going to be there a while. Now, due to the SAG after strike, John Cena's just sitting at home brushing up on his Mandarin and playing piano solemnly, thinking about, you know, what's Nikki up to now? Have I made the right decisions in my life? Vince McMahon calls and says, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get your ass back here to SmackDown. We're going to put you in a program. I think they said we're giving Roman the rest of the year off. We need somebody. Come on down. Fox is pissed that Brock, Ronda, and Roman are gone. We need something. Yes. So John Cena came out to thunderous applause. Everybody loves to see Uncle John. And uh, wearing the hat, which is good, because, you know, that bald spot keeps getting bigger. But (laughs) the crowd was stoked. And uh, he was... Interrupted by Jimmy Uso, who, when they put his name up, had three M's for a brief second before they realized it and took it down. Wow. Uh, Issa, what did you think of Jimmy Uso confronting John Cena tonight? I feel bad for what they did. No, I don't. I don't feel bad for Jimmy Uso. I don't feel bad for anybody that betrays Roman Reigns. This is what they get. This is how they end up for walking away from the tribal chief, you know, taking an AA from John Cena, who's out here saying, I've been wanting to say this to you for three years. The wrong Uso quit. He quit that two was weeks ago. Super, that was super weird. He quit Maybe two he weeks two ago, weeks. bro. No, yeah. no, he didn't mean two weeks. You know, he don't know what he's... He, Somebody could have cashed him up. Like, why didn't anybody be like, all right, bro, this is what's been going on since you've been gone? Which, by the way, we have got to stop making such a big deal. But he was just here. He wrestled at WrestleMania. He was a money in the bank. Like, the guy, they're acting like, oh, my God, John Cena's coming. Yeah, he was just here. He he freaking made money in the bank a lot longer than he needed to be with the half hour of talking. Where's our Uh, update on WrestleMania London that we were promised the money in the um, bank? Anyways, anyways, since I've been wanting to say that cracked me up, but... Seeing Jimmy come out there to take that AA further proves my point that he is the Prince Harry of the bloodline. And now they're just using him to just, you know, get, 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 give John Cena that spot. You know, he's not important. 
and he, he should have known better and he should have stuck with Roman because now he's just irrelevant just like everybody else <laughs> except for Roman yeah what did you think uh, I, I would Jimmy's... contend oh sorry I, I think King I think Jimmy is the King Charles III of the bloodline where he is He's a king royal figure, maybe not the most prominent figure, but still royalty. He got a ton of heat. He did a great job in there with John Cena. I said this time, time and again, Jay Uso has emerged as the bigger star of the Usos, but that was all timing and the fact that he was available when they wanted to push Roman Reigns and he started with Roman Reigns. So he had more momentum to work with, but Jimmy Uso has always been the better promo. And I think it showed up tonight. He did a great job hanging in there with John Cena. I didn't like that he had to take the attitude adjustment. It kind of made him look like a goof, but he did kind of laugh it off, and he, they showed him not really. Not only it that did much. he, not only did he laugh it off, the attitude adjustment exposed the get the the bold spot getting bigger because the hat came mm. off when he hit the attitude. He so he exposed John Cena ultimately. So Jimmy did get the last laugh here. It's funny because John Cena was wearing kind of a, a, a it, well, it was a fade because you didn't see any hair underneath his hat. Usually he has a little bit of hair there. So I thought John Cena had shaved his head and I was convinced that, okay, he's shaved his head. He's completely bald now. That's what I was waiting for. But he just has a fury haircut with a bald spot. So listen, I like that he's taking pride in it. He looks, he pulls it off. He's John Cena. But I, I think Jimmy was fine. And his theme music, I actually very much liked in terms of I was gonna say, theme yeah. music. I very much liked his theme uh, music. It was it was a great entrance to music. I liked it too. He's out of the Uso penitentiary. He's uh, on Uso house arrest. <laughs> He's wearing an ankle bracelet. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is interesting. I mean, but we're, we don't know what's going on with Jay. What's up with Jay? He's gone. I, I hope they stretch this out. I, he needs to be off TV for maybe a couple of months. But it's tricky because I don't know when Roman's going to come back. They've removed Roman Reigns from all of their pay-per-views for the rest of the year. Mm. So, you know, this three years of champion, the man has defended the title like three times, and they're talking about three years as champion. So I don't know when he's coming back, but Jey Uso is going to be gone as well for the foreseeable future. So this Bloodline storyline, which is not arguably, which is undoubtedly WWE's best storyline of all time, it's going to lose some steam between now and like the Royal Rumble. And I'm kind of concerned for it. Yeah, we'll see. Well, this happened tonight. Yes, Jimmy took the attitude adjustment. And uh, tried to super kick Cena. Jimmy was just in a bad mood tonight. Angry, walking around backstage. It was weird with Jimmy because it's like I was expecting him to be the one to face AJ Styles, but... You know, it was so low. And then at the end of the night, it looked like he was going to get spiked, which we're going to get into. So yeah. it was a weird night for Jimmy. Yeah. couple super chats. Joseph Palame, $5. Been listening since 2016, usually the day after. Here to send off Alfred on mission yeah. on the pod. Hype for the reunion pod, Glenn. Thank you all. And uh, yeah, there will are... be a reunion pod. Yes. Thank you, Joseph. Oh, yes. I really appreciate it. this. I love doing this podcast. This is a business decision that I'm doing, but I absolutely love this podcast and all of you who are part of it. It's been one of the highlights of my life. Is this like a Hank Kingsley thing? Or are you just like pretending to leave? So you get the golf cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shell is not paying me. So I have to play okay. hardball. There you go. You may now flip. Yes. Uh, Huffman Elite Training with a $10 super chat saying yesterday we flew out of Pensacola, Florida down to Orlando for our daughter's doctor's appointment and ran into Jimmy Uso at the airport. Talked for a long time. He wants to train with me at our gym. Exchange texts. That's great to hear, Huffman. 
I've heard a lot of great stories about the Usos, about people writing into the Usos and them being the coolest guys. And think about the Usos. They're so much bigger than TV gives them credit for, more than anybody mm, yeah. I've ever met. I was more than anybody I've ever met in person. I was taken aback by how big the Usos are in real life. I had a Usos airport running. Not telling that story, though, but he's well, great. Come on. Give us a teaser? <laughs> no, no, no. He's great. Jimmy Usos great. There you go. So, I've been saying there can be only one, and tonight WWE teamed them up as a tag team, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Yes. Their gimmicks are so similar, let's just put them together and have them take on Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, getting a win, Austin and Grayson, over Rey and Santos tonight. Issa, are you excited for the... Grayston weary era. No. Weary. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what this was for. It was a rough night for the LWO tonight, man. And it I, felt, know, I right? felt it. I felt it. it. It hurt. It hurt for LWO tonight. But I thought this was a really good match. I liked it. I thought it was fun. At least they made Santos and Ray feel a lot more important. The other half of LWO got jobbed out hard, even with the entrance, everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as soon as I saw them together, I was like, I'm not sure that this does anything good for Austin Theory, who's actually in the title match tomorrow. But Grayson Waller does have a segment with Cody Rhodes going into payback. So you also would want to see him look good in case that leads to a match. We don't know what that's leading to. So... Uh, yeah, it, it was a match that was there. I'm more concerned about how Santos, he can wrestle. So why isn't he wanting his title shot? Hmm. Like, did he forget? Are we just going to completely forget? Because I get it. And, and Grayson Waller kind of like threw it out there, you know, last week on, hmm. that, on that crazy promo because it was halfway through. But it's like, yes, Santos was supposed to be the, in the United States Championship match. He didn't get it. Ray took his place. Why isn't he not? worried about this if he can wrestle it makes yeah. no sense it's a good point i absolutely i might be in the minority but i loved grayson waller and austin theory as a team they had like maybe like a 30 second maybe a minute promo backstage yes. and i thought their chemistry was so good i thought it was so funny and this is what they both need to be doing because austin theory is kind of it didn't work out with that united states title run given how long they let him be champion it did not pan out and grayson waller has been losing since his debut and he finally got a win tonight but i think them being a tag team is the answer i, I do think they should be a tag team moving forward i thought they were tremendous they are like the white street profits they're like the cul-de-sac prophets. And I think that should be their tag team name in terms of Chris Waller <laughs> and Austin Theory. I love them together. I just watched it for like 30 seconds and I was like, yes, this makes sense. Even though they're very similar, maybe that's the answer. Put them together. Is the cul-de-sac the opposite, opposite of the streets? I mean, the streets that they're going for, yeah. You can call them the neighborhood watch prophets. I don't know. Maybe like the condo prophets. <laughs> The gentleman of gentrification. <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> I don't know. I think that works. They can they can team up with Kiana James if she wants to be a heel and they can all gentrify that everything. Would be amazing. <laughs> uh if Kiana Kiana's gimmick should be she should start asking every wrestler, like, where do they live? Where do they grow up? What are the property values like? <laughs> Uh, how do you think a Whole Foods would do in that neighborhood? 
you know, we joke about this. This would be an amazing story. Honestly, it'd be, it'd be something that's very current to today. And it would yes. be something that every, a lot of people legitimately hate. We're coming up on election season, so you're going to hear a lot of talk about stuff like this. I think Kiana James as a gentrification maven would be an exceptional heel character. Hey, there you go. Book it. Um, well, Jimmy Uso was rude to Meechin and Adam Pierce backstage. And Adam Pierce wasn't having it. Yes. Very rude that Jimmy Uso. Yes. Scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we heard from Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Yeah, we did. They said a lot of nothing. Yeah, I was like, what's I mean, at the end, they about? put everybody on notice, but it was, it was very weird. I feel like I mean, they're they... still trying to come up with what they're going to do with this stable. And like every week since the Street Profit quote unquote turned heel, they've done nothing. They've not announced anything. They haven't told us their intentions. And this is another week of that. So I feel like they're still behind the scenes trying to figure out what do we call this stable? What are they going to do? And they just came out there. And like you said, they said next to nothing. The only highlight or low light of this was when Bobby Lashley said, we're putting everybody in notice. In notice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like tonight the, they, will, they will go out with drinks with us because we're all nicely dressed like they Absolutely. were. But it was just like when he said that, I laughed. But yeah, we're putting And then they had a little bit of an interaction with Kevin Owens and Sammy saying as they're making their Which way to weird. the ring. Yeah, it was weird. But like before that, he just said a lot of like, everybody wants to know why I'm with these guys. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Like there was a yeah. lot of talking and none. Uh, we're together. This is our mission. This is our purpose. But they did put everybody in notice. So watch out. <laughs> that should be their stable name was in notice. In notice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope the Street Profits are your next tag team champions because these tag team titles, they've done a great job building up between the Usos breaking the record and Sammy and Kevin winning at WrestleMania with Sammy Zayn was never hotter. They've done a great job of these tag titles. So it means something to win them. So I, the street profits have to be your next tag team champions. Mm. If they really want this group to work. So you said a little face off as the ships passing in the night with mm -hmm. Kevin and Sammy versus uh, street profits and Bobby Lashley. And then Kevin Very sarcastically singing along because the street profits have been known to sing along to people's catch phrases yeah. and songs. And, but in a way that like, gives them flowers, but this was more of a bitter and sarcastic sing-along. So hopefully they start acting like heels, because I think Tez especially could make an exceptional heel. Yeah. Yep. Well, then we had the LWO lose to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. In, like, this is... I was just starting to talk about how it's like, well, finally they're doing something with the LWO. Finally they're not losing all their matches, despite their still red-hot merchandise sales. But this is right back to square one. Like, they were treated like jobbers on this night. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Kevin and they Sammy. They didn't get an entrance. And oh, yeah. commentary was not doing them any favors. And Kevin and Sammy put uh, Judgment Day on notice ahead of their match tomorrow. Yeah. Listen, man, back to the LWO. I live in L.A., which is one of WWE's biggest markets. It's a top two, top three market. And I remember when they revealed those LWO shirts, WrestleMania weekend in L.A., I cannot tell you how long the lines were for those T-shirts after the show. These things flew off of the shelves. And they, to this day, not just in L.A., they're one of the biggest selling shirts that WWE has. You can call it nostalgia. Yeah. You can call it the Hispanic. There's a big Hispanic audience in terms of wrestling and television. The number one television shows on network TV often come from Univision. There's a big mm. Hispanic audience on TV. There's a big Hispanic audience in L.A. 
it's not that hard to push LWO at the very least as a mid-card stable. Yeah. You can oh, make yeah. so much more money. You're already selling the t-shirts. So the fact that they're not pushing LWO at this time is mind-boggling to me. LWO shirts are the only professional wrestling merchandise I have seen out in the wild in Las Vegas just from random folks. It's a great shirt. And I try to get me. The reason I know that they sold out because I try to get me one and they mm. sold out before I, while the line was still going on. There you have it. So Judgment Day is on notice ahead of their match. Their Steel City Street Fight tomorrow with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah. You pumped for this, Issa? You pumped? For their tag team match? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm not sure that I'm like a big fan of this title reign. As of mm. right now, it's been weird. It's just been weird. So AJ Styles confronted Jimmy Uso about his behavior towards Chin earlier. This was so funny. He said, why were you so rude to Chin?" And, and Jimmy said, man, who? <laughs> Solo Sokoa. Man, I love, I haven't laughed yeah. so hard. I'm sorry. I love me and you, but that cracked me up. Like, okay. <laughs> nobody watch it. It was the most realist. Oh, I... <laughs> uh, Solo Sokoa appeared to help Jimmy out. He told Jimmy he's out of the bloodline when he says he is. And Jimmy said they can't tell him anything. And then AJ challenged Solo to a match in tonight's main event. I don't know. I'm, Jimmy, gonna, man. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that. Man, who like he yeah. just made my night. Man, who disrespect? <laughs> AJ's like fighting out there for her honor, and Jimmy didn't even know who he was talking about. Yeah, this was a little uh, forced in terms of how they brought this about. Like, it was just a backstage segment that he interrupted Mia Yim. And then it's just like AJ, AJ Styles came off looking a little unhinged in this whole thing that he's just like, wait, he interrupted you? Or I've got to go fight him. It's just a little weird. I, I, I did pop for AJ bringing the uh, the house that AJ Styles built uh, cash phrase back. Oh. Those were Wasn't the, sta- those were the SmackDown days. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, AJ, you built this house. Where is that guy? We haven't seen him in years. Bring him back, please. Yeah, that was a that was one of the a, best ones in all time. What a, like, yeah, yeah, and what a big time missed opportunity to bring back beat up John Cena with John Cena there and all of them there backstage. Come on, guys. Let's yeah. use well, nostalgia got, the right way. They got two months to do that, and I hope they do. Yeah, hopefully we get it. Um, so... We went from that to LA Knight and the Miz meeting in the ring. Oh, yeah, this was it. This is this is. If you guys didn't watch the show, just watch this. Yes, this is, please. This was the only. I mean, there was a couple of decent things, but this was it. I mean, the Miz is losing tomorrow night. He better. He's got to. This this was like paint by numbers Miz promo before he loses the pay per view match. Really? Because we said that about the Miz a bunch of times and then he ends up winning and the next thing you know he's freaking WWE champion for no reason whatsoever, remember? Well, that would be kind of incredible. That'd be kind of incredible. I don't think that's going to happen. But LA Knight's got to win this tomorrow. He should. What I like about this, they've had such great chemistry together as rivals where when they cut promos, there's something real in the air that you feel that they really mean it. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's because Miz means anything. He says Miz is the ultimate professional, but Miz is also like a conduit to what management thinks. He's great mm-hmm. at delivering WWE's message. And you know that WWE management, or at least there are members of WWE management who are not too happy at the fact that LA Knight got as over as he did. 
that he right. organically became the biggest star in the company in some ways, similar to Sami Zayn. And so a lot of what Miz is saying is sour grapes from a lot of these management members who did not plan for LA Knight to be in this spot, where it's like, oh, you're just a flash in the pan. People don't really like you. You're, they're fickle. They're going to turn on you. So it seems so real. And it's such a tension in there that you don't usually get with promos. And that's what I love about it. And both guys are such great talkers that I think these segments have been fire. I love what Miz did on Monday, dressing up like LA Knight. He's oh, that's good at that. huge fuck. Gigantic pop. Yeah, it came off and it just, Miz is doing a great job because they, this is a story. The story is that Miz is very bitter and it comes off as legitimate bitterness, not only from the Miz, but from WWE management. You're just kind of hearing what I guarantee you they're saying behind the scenes, like, oh, this guy's not going to last. We didn't plan for this. You're not that over. You're just a flash in the pan. You're just a catchphrase. And LA Knight's been a, doing a great job at clapping back on that. So I love this mm. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win the Miz because the Miz sometimes does so many sneaky things and I can see them wanting to continue this feud since this is like that kind of like chill time for WWE when it comes to builds and pay-per-views. But I will say like the promo battles and the back and forwards have just been absolutely amazing from both guys. Both guys have brought in the heat, the facts, and it's almost like a keep going because the yeah. back and forwards, mm -hmm. you don't know who won this round because they're mm -hmm. just that good. And to add to that tension that you mentioned, Alfred, what I really did like is when Miz hit the skull crushing finale, walks away, and LA Knight goes after him, and we had the pull-apart brawl. It felt like a mm -hmm. real pull-apart yes. brawl. Well, like, this yes. isn't like the pull-apart by the numbers. I like, know, like, LA Knight was also doing such a good job at, sell like, uh, at selling, like, the aggression, but it felt like there really is tension, and you really need to keep these two guys apart, and they have done a great job building, and this, uh, this is a match probably what I'm the most excited about going into tomorrow outside of Rhea and, and, and Raquel, mm. uh, which, you know, we'll, we can do like getting to the car after the show, but yeah. I, I, they, these two guys have really, really done an amazing job building payback. Made it they feel carried real. it. I mean, he, LA Knight said he was going to fill the emptiness of Maurice's void. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> I was about to get cut. <laughs> I mean, you know, if Vince had his way, that would be Monday night after, like, oh Miz comes God. home and finds LA Knight, like, in bed with Maurice. Wouldn't that be something? Yes, that 20 years ago, that would have happened. You know. That'd be a wild episode of Miz and Mrs., I'll tell you that. Be incredible. Starting LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think this is going to be good uh, tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. And then we had Bailey with Damage Control versus Shotzi. And um, I have some... What? thoughts about this but Issa, i would love to hear yours first why was this here mm -hmm. don't you think this build up everything going on here and you have a, a payback tomorrow that doesn't really feel like it's being built the right way you had a match that was like organically yeah. built on smackdown and you just put it on the show for no reason Shotzi looked absolutely badass i know right and and, and and Charlotte coming out made no sense. I feel like Charlotte just came out to put herself in the title picture again. Like, I feel like what we're going to get out of this is Charlotte goes back to the title picture. Oh, and, no, we right? with, and we do nothing with Chatsy and Bailey. But uh, Chatsy looked incredible badass. But I'm super upset that they just threw this match out there. Like, this field hasn't been anything where 
we have all been invested. It was the whole mm-hmm. thing was weird, but 10 out of 10 for Charlotte on that fit. I really like that job. So. But but this was insulting to Shotzi. One, Corey yeah. Graves constantly like dissing her haircut. Burying her. Not just, yeah, burying her. He's dissing her. The moment, she, and it's kind of this backwards thinking I had where I was like, oh, Shotzi's got to be going over because Corey Graves right. is going crazy. Like the moment she came out, he said, oh, it's so slow. It might be going backwards. And then he compared her haircut to Ed Grimley yeah, from Saturday Night Live, Martin Short. And he's just, went on and at one point kevin patrick who's like the voice of reason he just says like oh shotzi's usually lovable which she is shotzi blackheart is a lovable character and they jump down his throat like lovable shotzi's not lovable and by the way she shaved her head in solidarity with their sisters going through cancer treatments yes it was weird i thought she was going over because of how much she was being buried on commentary i felt like they were trying to do that thing where it's like the person we don't want to win is winning so we have to tell you that we don't like her but then charlotte flair coming out and getting into it with eo it's like this should have been shotzi the start of shotzi getting a little bit of a build in this reboot and it's just um it's very disrespectful towards her tonight really didn't like it yeah, I mean, I'm glad that she got the win. I, I thought that, yes, it was a good buildup, but Shotzi hadn't been on TV for a while. She had been kind of, I was expecting that yeah. by the time she came back, her, hair, her whole hair would her be grown be back. back because she hadn't been on TV. They've only mentioned her and like Bailey had to run away from Shotzi. So yeah, I'm glad she won though. I agree. Then we had a recap of the feud between Seth freaking Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura ahead of their match. Shinsuke's big. I wish they would have built this Shinsuke a little bit longer just to give him more credibility because he's just being a savage in the way he's addressing the Seth Rollins situation and everything. But you you just did it in such a short period of time that it's very hard for people to just buy into Shinsuke right now. Mm. But he's been he's been uh, he's been great. <laughs> And this is another great example of when WWE, because for years they had this edict that you got to have to learn English in this company. And they're kind of doing this in NXT with Dragon Lee. You have to learn English. But if English isn't your first language, oftentimes it's hard to capture the emotion of a promo because you're thinking Mm. about getting words right. I talked to Gail Kim about this on my YouTube channel a couple years ago. We had a great conversation about this. She said when she was in WWE, they wanted her to speak Korean because she looked and she's like, I don't know how to speak Korean. You know, I just like, you know, I'm Korean American. I speak, but they wanted her to learn Korean where if you fast forward to now, it's like Asuka is Japanese and they let her speak Japanese. And when she does that, the promos are so awesome, whether you know what she's saying or not, because you see the emotion. And Shinsuke is the same way is when they let him speak his native tongue they use subtitles and he just sounds like an assassin. Mm. It's amazing. It's almost like I remember those promos in English because of how convicted he was. Yeah. And I read right. the sub. There's nothing wrong with speaking your, na- your native tongue. I think it's amazing. They should do this more often. And you know what's crazy? Seth has been talking about this back issue for months on different podcasts, different interviews, different appearance. And he hasn't been covered onto the way that Shinsuke is doing these promos and the way that they have like kind of added it into the storyline. I do think the Shinsuke promos, because I've seen a lot of people talk about it. I've seen some YouTube video shows of my recommended about this back injury that Seth has, that he's talked about it forever. You know, I was like talking about it on my YouTube channel and I was like, yeah, we all know that Seth has a, broken back why has nobody else used it and capitalized on it i'm not sure but man i really just because i'm I'm a big set fan but i'm also such a huge shinsuke mark i'll like admit it and i see him and i see these promos and i'm like i really could buy into this but you really didn't 
season it long enough you know what i mean mm-hmm. like me like i wish we would have just seen this version of shinsuke doing this to other people before he moved on to set or, or or acting this way we didn't see that right so i'm not sure that i can buy into him beating set tomorrow but i wouldn't be upset if he does either i think he's been great here uh you guys keep talking and keep the show going i'm gonna get something to drink because i don't want to to rush this because uh i need some water but let's start alfred with your thoughts on solo sokoa versus aj styles in the main event and i'll be right back i thought it was a good main event i thought solo sokoa looked day it feels like forever since we've seen solo sokoa wrestle it might not have been that long but it does it felt very special to yeah. see solo sokoa in the ring so i like that i like that they're keeping him strong it was great that he mm-hmm. won when I saw Solo, so after the match, they do this thing with Jey Uso helps Solo win. And then right. Solo Sokoa looked like he was going to spike. Had he spiked Jay, Jimmy Uso, I would have thought, like, it's over for Jimmy. Like, he got F5. Right. He's not right. wrestling on behalf of AJ Styles, who he pissed off. And then he gets spiked. Like, what is he, a manager? So the right. fact that he didn't get spiked and he's teasing that he's coming back to the bloodline, good for Jimmy. I like, uh, to go back to what we were talking about before, I like what Jason uh, Pratt is saying in terms of Damian Priest cashing in. You know the story of Seth versus yeah. Shinsuke. is going to be, Shinsuke is going to work over Seth's back. And Seth, if he pulls out the victory at the last minute with a bad back, I don't see how Damian wouldn't cash the in. The only that way that you can, up. I know we're going off the solo sequoia topic, but the only way that you can do that, and I had a bad feeling about this once they changed the stipulation of it, is how violent it's a tag team match going to be because yeah. they made it a street fight. And should you have Shinsuke and, and Rollins' main event, and we see early in the show that these guys just like really, really F up Damian Priest, if Shinsuke works said to that point i and priest doesn't cash in at least if you do it the right way you see the reason why it's like of course it's not gonna catch in. he got messed up earlier so that's my first impression when they change the match from regular tactic to a street yeah. fight it's like oh they're gonna write priest off so that way we don't expect the cashing we went off topic Glenn, because you weren't here to keep us in, in line went so. out there i that's swear to god though. you weren't here to keep us in notice you weren't yeah. here to keep oh, us in true. notice so you're we both on notice talking. Hey, okay, well, I'm not going to be here moving forward, but can you please, as my dying wish, just until they come up with a name for Lashley, the Street Profits, we have to call them in notice. There you go. In notice, yeah. I (laughs) want to give some behind-the-scenes detail that I finish this podcast on Fridays. I go out, and my wife is always watching Legally Blonde. And I'm like, you've seen Legally Blonde a thousand times. And the other night, we're flipping channels, and the original Bad News Bears is on. And, like, I'll watch a couple minutes of that. You know, kids uh, giving beers, using some very inappropriate language. Uh, you know, children's movie of the 70s was a little different. And my wife's always like, why are you watching Bad News Bears all the time? And I'm like, it's a classic, you know. So I go out there again, and she's watching Legally Blonde. <laughs> Every goddamn movie. week. Every it's week. very and then, watchable. And then sometimes I go out there when I'm done with this podcast. And I'm like, so what do you want to watch? And she's like, I, my movie's not over yet. And I'm like, <laughs> you know how this ends. She also gave me a hard time the other night because I was flipping channels and Joanna Man was on, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this oh, I love from start Juana to finish. Man. You know what's funny? Joanna Man, if it came out today, it would get it all kinds of backlash about trans rights. It is a tremendous movie. I love Joanna Man. I mean, it's just Tootsie. In fact, he even does the accent like Dustin Hoffman did in Tootsie, the Southern accent. Yeah. Joanna, like, it's, it's, it's the exact same movie. 
It's a redemption story. It's not. Yes, it's a they do make story. fun of a man he, dressing he up greatly, like a woman. He greatly deceives people, but at the end, all is forgiven. Yes, he's well, still but a man. he deceives people because he was out the league. He couldn't play men's basketball. Joanna Man is a tremendous cinema. That's all I'm going to say about Joanna Man. Tremendous cinema. At the end, the NBA, or probably the UBA, forgives him. The WUBA <laughs> forgives him. Everybody loves Joanna Man. It, like greatest. It's. I'll say this. It's hard is in the right place. I think. Yes. But you can never make that movie today. The greatest basketball movies. It's it's uh so okay, Blue Chips is great. It's up there. The Wait, Sixth Hoosiers? Man with the Wayans is very underrated. Hoosiers obviously has to get some run. And then Love and Basketball, I think, is my That's favorite solid. basketball movie of all time. And then Joanna Man is somewhere in the top five, top seven. It, it's up there. I mean, Ladybugs is always on. Yeah. Always on cable. Very interesting. Very interesting. Anyhow, we should get back to talking about SmackDown. He got game is also a very great movie. Ray Allen, the fact that he never acted again after he got game, the guy's probably the greatest basketball actor of all time in terms of an athlete acting, and the fact that he never went back to acting after that, he should have. Yes. Um, So, Solo Sokoa took on AJ Styles in the main event. Solo got the win, but the real action happened after when Jimmy hopped in the ring to congratulate his brother. And then Sokoa was going to do the Samoan spike on him, but Paul Heyman stopped it from happening. And then Jimmy delivered yeah. a super kick to Styles before doing the Uso splash and throwing up the one symbol. Poor AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, horrible camera angle on the Jimmy sneak attack onto AJ Styles. Like, uh, I usually, I usually like WWE does better at hiding that. So you see it like kind of out of nowhere, but we saw like him walking in, like sneaking into the ring. I'm like, what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, like when you were getting your water, Alfred mm. was saying this felt like maybe this is the saving grace of Jimmy and the bloodline. I agree. It, it leaves you kind of like uh wondering what's gonna happen you know especially paul Heyman comes out cell phone in hand of course we assume he talked to roman like it's roman involving why paul stopped it i don't know but i overall it was great i thought aj styles and solo put on a banger though and i again we're talking about aj styles i i miss that aj styles you know so i yeah. i hope that this leads into something with aj styles in the future you know what they should do if roman's gonna be gone for a while they should have a war for control of the bloodline, and like Sami Zayn should get involved. Paul no, Heyman should think like I should. I should. If take he over. wanted to be involved, he should have stuck around. He didn't. He can go away. Go have his <laughs> shitty tag team title reign because that's why he quit the bloodline for. While Roman Reigns is gone, this is a perfect opportunity for Kiana James to try to gentrify the bloodline, <laughs> and add you know Austin Theory can get in there, Grayson Waller, and then we gentrify the bloodline so Roman Reigns has to come back and take his tribe back for himself i think that's the story it's really going to be weird times for a while in wwe i will say this about jimmy i'm a little nervous for jimmy because his whole thing was i want to protect jay from becoming like roman even tonight in the opening segment of this show he said i don't want jimmy jay to be like john cena or roman reigns and at the end of the night he's now clamoring to be back in the bloodline so if he wants to come back to the bloodline as a heel and they say no, and Roman Reigns like super kicks him, or he gets spiked, or he just—it's over for Jimmy as any type of entity. So I'm fearful that Jimmy wants to come back, and they say no because that would be death for his character. 
Yeah. We'll see, man. So let's talk about payback for tomorrow. We've got Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage match tomorrow. The longest feud I think I could ever remember. But hey, listen, they usually don't spend this much time with women's feud, so it's, it's encouraging. But they've had, how long has this feud gone on? At least three months, right? It's been a while. Yeah. Since before April. Mania. Yeah, before Mania. Right? Oh. Yeah. Maybe um, right after Mania. Yeah. I really wasn't with it. Although I saw what they did on Monday, I thought they kicked so much ass on that match on Monday. So I'm excited to see what they do inside the steel cage. Who wins? I don't know. I'll say Becky. What about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships in a Steel City street fight? So we were talking about this. Go ahead, Alfred. No, I was just going to say, I don't think, I'm not very excited for it, but I think this might be the best match on the card. I think it's going to be a very exciting match. Because of the workers involved, it's yeah. a street fight, it's going to get people excited. I think this is going to be the best match on the card. What about... Oh, Issa was going to say something, though. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, my stream keeps freezing up. I got to refresh it. You guys keep going. I'll be right okay. back. Um... I like the idea that this is misdirection on Damian Priest not doing the cash-in. I think him doing the cash-in might elevate this pay-per-view. But then again, do they want to do the cash-in on like a C-level pay-per-view? And that's a great point. And I like the thought process behind this because that is very good booking that they've thought in advance. What if, if we do... Do the thing with Seth Rollins where his back is screwed up. People are going to be wondering, well, why the hell didn't Damian Priest cash in? So if he does happen out and he gets put through a table as part of the finish, double table, he just gets brutalized as part of the finish because Finn Balor or JD McDonough got involved, then yes, that's great booking that they have an out for why Damian Priest didn't cash in. I really like that. Well, Assuming it happens. Or he could go to cash in and what if Finn turns on him, prevents him from cashing in? And then we get that feud going forward. But Priest still has the briefcase. Yeah, we very much might get Finn versus Priest. And they might even feud over the briefcase. Before yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be a, a good way to uh, to swerve this a little bit. But I think then we're going to have more Judgment Day action as uh, Rhea Ripley takes on Raquel Rodriguez for the WWE Women's World Championship. I hope they give them time. I hope this is an absolute. I hope they give them at least 10 minutes if not 15. Well, hey, because- two, two women's matches on the card. So I think, you know, we're, they're doing great. better than the competition. And Rhea has not been able to defend this title in multiple pay-per-views. She's been too busy supporting her man. Yeah, she's been more of an ancillary to Dominic Mysterio than anything, and it's worked. But this should make up for the times that Rhea was not able to defend this title. And we saw Rhea versus Raquel in NXT. It's lit. They deserve at least 15 minutes, so they should have a long competitive match where maybe Rhea squeaks it out at the end. I want this to be a very good match. Alfred, would you put your career? Would you put your career on the back burner? For the the bad boy love of a Dominic Mysterio? For the bad boy love? No, I would not. <laughs> as okay. tempting as it sounds. I mean, they don't call him Dirty Dom for nothing. <laughs> that, that, Rhea is a real one for that. Listen, and she's the only one who could pull it off because she's so hot and so over. That's part of the reason Dominic's gotten a lot of this heat. I know. I think it's like a growing pain situation where Alan Thicke, you know, put his career on hold and moved his therapy practice to the house. So Maggie Joanna Kearns could go back to work and he would take care of raising the kids. Like she's ride or die and Dom will return the favor. I'm sure at some point. Cliff Huxtable also had his practice in his house, but you know, but, didn't really work. We, real and it wasn't in the basement too. Like all the signs it were was there. The basement. All it the was signs the were there. 
Issa, would you go to an appointment with Cliff uh, Heathcliff Hospital in his basement? Not no. knowing what you know now. No, no, no. I mean, it's weird if you're like, I'm going to see my gynecologist, my OBGYN, and he practices out of his house in the basement. <laughs> in the basement. Well, hey, listen, he's good in his field. So maybe he's worth it. I was I'm talking about the fictional character, by the way. The fictional, yeah. I was watching Fat Albert the other day on YouTube. Also, a lot of that has aged well. Listen, it did. Look, okay, I saw Fat Albert as a kid, and I was like, "People are okay with this stuff. Like, this isn't funny." Not only did I not, I, 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 I grew up. Weird. Admittedly, admittedly, I grew up as a Bill Cosby fan, and, and part of me is still a Bill. I was a child. I grew up a Bill Cosby fan. I hated Fat Albert. I always thought this is dumb. All these people seem dumb. Like it's ridiculous. It's I can't super understand. Super weird. It's, I did not it, like Fat Albert ever. Yeah, and is not is not age twelve. So, uh, <laughs> I got to save these opinions. I got another podcast to launch on Sunday. Right, that's, a uh, that's a take I'll get with. Uh, yeah, uh, Ray Mysterio. Ooh, I wonder if Dominic and Ray are going to cross paths. But Ray Mysterio is facing Austin Theory for the United States Championship. I think Ray wins, and I think Austin Theory and Grayson Waller need to spin off into a tag team because I saw 30 seconds of it, and I was like, this is going to work. Yeah, I think Ray Mysterio wins. Otherwise, what's the point on doing the title change? Yeah. Hmm. So then we have the real main event, LA Knight versus The Miz. It's got to be LA, LA Knight. Knight. You know, it's, it's you can't moment. ever feel 100% with this. Because he's just lost so much, despite the fact that he's the hottest star in the company right now, undeniably. Uh, but I think LA Knight goes over here, and I think this has been a very good feud. If he enters to Randy Newman's "I Love LA," he's winning. <laughs> You're <laughs> never giving that one up, are you? That needs to have the chant in the chorus. "I love LA" in the crowd all sense. We love it. Like this is a WrestleMania moment. Well, his window passed. That should have been WrestleMania in LA where he was super over. We, Isa was we there with me. We needed to make room on the card for Shane McMahon. Yeah. His, that should have been at WrestleMania in LA. He didn't necessarily have to come out to that song, but they could have played the song and then played they the could've. LA night theme. But I think the window has passed in terms of him coming out to that. Um, so we all agree LA night's winning tomorrow. He better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And then Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Issa, who you got? I don't know. Damian Priest. <laughs> See, I we were talking about this. I think Finn interferes with Priest's cash-in. I don't. I think, I think I was telling Alfred earlier, I think they made it a street fight just to write him off so we have a reason why he's not cashing in. I'm, I think that's what's going to happen. I I think it's going to be a normal match. I wish Nakamura could win, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Seth retains. Alfred. I think Seth it. retains. I do. That's Alfred's last prediction on the rest it's of the It's going to be Shinsuke I hope he's as wrong as back. all your other predictions. Everything I say is always right. I'm always right on this podcast, and I will come back when Cody Rhodes regains the WWE. Okay, he wins the WWE Universal Championship from Roman Reigns. Regains, but he ever won anything. Well, I was going to say, so I John Cena is hosting tomorrow night. What's Cody Rhodes doing tomorrow night? He's, He's going to be on Grayson the Grayson Waller, Waller effect. effect. That's yeah. right. 
Until then, I don't know. I just saw the graphic and I assumed they were having a match. And even when Grayson Waller won, I thought, okay, so they're just doing this so he looks strong so that he could lose to Cody. But yes, it is the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes in full suit. So it's going to be suit Cody. One of the best Cody's, off. by the way. Cesaro do you think style. they do Cody and, and Cena now that Cena's back for this period of weeks? I don't see how you do it right now. They're both kind of playing the same character in like the gracious baby face, which for whatever reason, like WWE audiences are less cynical than ever. So that whole white meat baby face thing works with these audiences. Like John Cena came out tonight and cut the biggest baby face promo about I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to give back. And they loved it. They ate it up. So I don't think it would work right now. I'm not saying one of them has to turn heel, but one of the characters has to change considerably for John Cena versus Cody Rhodes to work because they're basically playing the same characters. Do you think newcomers and casual fans just flip the channels, think Channing Tatum is doing something in WWE every time John Cena's on? I don't think so, no. I don't think they're that easy. They've carved out a very similar niche in Hollywood, at least for a while they did. Can John Cena dance like Channing Tatum, though? (laughs) How's his uh, Latino accent? (laughs) <laughs> like uh, Channing Tatum's in 22 Jump Street. That's the real question. <sighs> Alfred, we're going to miss you. I'm going to miss you guys too. It's a great run. It was a great run. The greatest of all time. This has been the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Nobody can take that away from us. But uh, as I've been saying, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. I- I'll be popping in here and out. I'm a little sad. not going to lie. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's a bummer, man. I've enjoyed this. I like doing this Tuesdays and Fridays with the both of you. It's great because if one of us is out, the other two are here. It's yes. easy. I am, you know, I I enjoy the energy of working with new people sometimes, but I have to admit, my goal in life, part of the reason why I settled down and got married, I just want to get into a groove with people I like. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, Alfred, you're a young man. I know you go to the Applebee's. I know you line them up in the waiting room. I know (laughs) second date, not a word in your vocabulary. (laughs) I get that. But I'm old, I'm lazy. I just want to settle down. I just want to put a ring on it, man. I got on the couch with the cats. I understand understand that. Shout out to everybody. You guys sound like a couple from The the Ultimatum on Netflix right now. (laughs) Great show. Hey, the the lesbian uh, Ultimatum that they did was the best season that they've done. I thought that was a great, very introspective Mm. season. And shout out to John Jordan for giving me a gift card to Applebee's, which I will be spending in the near future uh, as I I leave this podcast. Uh, This has been great. It's been a great run. You need to film it. You need, you need to use the song, the fancy like song, and make a little TikTok out of it. You know. Oh God. I, I just never might. forget that a Byron Saxton is your father. You you yes. get to take that away with you from this podcast. I get to spend more time with Dad, who I saw at the WrestleMania press conference that I was forced to go to, and and Byron was right there, and the resemblance was uncanny. I, yeah, it was two things back to back. I understood how it could be construed. I was saying something different. (laughs) It was the best. We had the best laughs here. (sighs) I know we should have gotten a Byron cameo for this final episode. Oh, God. Somebody then I would have cried. I know. (laughs) But I'll see him after this. I'll see him after this. You know, it's too much Byron. Okay, everybody. Well, pro wrestling bits on YouTube. This is nasty. On the Twitters, Alfred. You're a real one. It's been a hell of a ride. 
Isa and I will be back on Tuesday. I will uh, be doing Gigantic Pop on Sunday with Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Search, just look at our Twitter and get the links because apparently if you search Gigantic Pop on YouTube, like other stuff comes up that's gross. <laughs> I can imagine. That will be explained. Uh, Alfred, I look forward to seeing what you're doing with Pro Wrestling Bits. Uh, yes. You keep you keep it right, man, until, until Phil gets a restraining order. You keep oh, him yeah. honest. No, I will. Every time something happens with Phil, you'll hear it from me. Oh, Bear Hudson has the super chat. He's saying, don't go, don't leave. That's what we're all feeling, Bear Hudson. We're saying, just don't go, Alfred. Stay. Just I'll be here in spirit. Um, I, I feel like I'm smelling that death stench Hulk Hogan smelled at Wembley. <laughs> going to stay up and write an album of 12 songs. Maybe it'll be number one. Great weeks on the Billboard charts. Maybe I'll play bass for Metallica. Bring Simon Cowell to the U.S. Yes. Slam an 800-pound Andre the Giant. Like, if CM Punk hadn't done what he did with Jack Perry, all we would be talking about is Hulk Hogan's interview from this weekend. The Joe Rogan podcast. We would be talking about every lie he told, which I saw the whole interview. In the first hour alone, I counted at least eight lies that he told. Absolutely crazy. Bear, I'm not seeing the super chat. I'm not. Not seeing it, buddy. Not coming through. I'm sorry. Just type it in the chat, Bear. Just type it in the chat. I'll read it before we go here tonight. I will miss Bear Hudson's propositions about fornicating with older women. That was a very so big part of our podcast. You're going to be back when Cody Rhodes wins the WWE Championship. Oh, I will. He's, uh, I will be here being as petty as I can be, but also respectful of your feelings because I know it's going to well, be a hard time with this rain coming to an end. Sucks that you're never going to get to do that but well whatever. maybe maybe when nikita Lyons is nxt world champion Alfred there you Owens. go that will happen NXT before Women's championship yeah just hit me up i'd love to it's possible right um okay bear we gotta go time's counting down i'm giving you a minute but look i want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight the wrestling inc audience has been incredible i've been doing this podcast now since 2016 i've done seven full years 16 wow. 17 18 19 20 wow. 1 2 3 seven full years of this podcast alfred i know you and i've only been doing this together for a little over two years now but you know we all got sort of thrown together yeah it's been great it's been real i love this community i love this audience it's great to see the same people every tuesday and friday and hang out here and i'll tell you we're still without... doing the vlog we're still gonna get together in vegas and yes. do a vlog that's yes. coming no matter go what go to applebee's Oh, Everything. we're going to more Applebee's. We're going to Chica's Bonitas. We're going to Jerry's Nugget. I'm going to jump off the, 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 the tower with you guys. Oh, I'm not going At the Stratosphere? Then, yeah. I'm very okay. I've, done it. I've never done that. I've done it three times. It's fun. Oh, okay. I'll we're going to we're gonna get some drinks, go see the Spice Girls tribute show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you going to jump with us? I'm probably not going to. I'll film it. Please do it. Glenn, if you, you, we'll take you off there, and then you can like back out and get the shirt. That's it. I backed out and jumped. Yeah, maybe we will do the zip line down Fremont Street. That would be stupid. Yeah, I know. A lot of it is stupid. Maybe we'll do indoor <laughs> skydiving. Oh, my uh, God. Well, yeah. me and Alfred will jump, and you can be waiting in the bottom. Like I'll be the hype home. man. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alfred, so long for now. Issa and I will be back Tuesday. Until then, folks, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Love Take you care. guys.